welcome to the Christ and All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley, and as always, I have Pastor Chad Hunsberger with me. How are you doing? All is well. Is it? Yeah, everything's good. Always. Always. I love it. So today we're going to go back to the book of Psalms and talk about your very favorite psalm, Mm -hmm. Psalm 67. Um, I was actually thinking about today's episode and thinking about psalms in general, and I looked up the official Merriam-Webster definition of psalms. All right. And a psalm is a sacred song or poem used in worship. That's excellent. Did you know that? Uh, Yes, I did. Yes, me too. Yeah. Anyway, but I looked it up anyway. Great job. So uh, you and I both love music, right? Yeah, big time. You sing in the halls a lot. All the time. Um, But our very special guest today works specifically with music all the time. Like for a living, in fact. Yeah. Here at Colonial Heights, David Leonard. David Leonard. We're so glad you're here. (laughs) I love that nobody knew I was here. I've been here the whole time. You've been listening for a minute and you had no idea. idea. I've been been listening to you. But hey, you're you're here. I'm here. So glad glad you're here. here. Yes. Um, So David actually is the worship leader here at Colonial Heights and writes songs for Colonial Heights worship as well with other people, lots of other people. And on February 10th, right? February 10th, um, there is a new Colonial Heights worship single coming out called Open Heaven. So where can everybody listen to that, David? You can get it uh, anywhere that you stream music. So the big ones are Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, It also goes to YouTube if you just kind of search that. Um, So yeah, those are kind of the main ones. You can download it on um, iTunes. There's uh, uh, Amazon Amazon Music. Amazon has it too, I think. Yeah. Um, So really any any place that you stream or download music. Exciting. It's really good. It's a good one. It is really good. good I'm excited. Yep. Good. Good. Um, so, as I said, we're going to be talking about Psalm 67 today. Um, so, Chad, are you going to read that for us? I am. I am. And then tell us why it's your favorite, of course. Okay. Well, I will read it first. And uh, if you know me, then you probably already knew it was my favorite. But if you didn't, then you'll know why it's my favorite pretty quick, I'm sure. So it says this. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Uh, this is a favorite psalm of mine. Um, it has had a, uh, I'll use this word, it has had a prolific impact on my life and my understanding of who I am as a believer. And uh, it goes back to me, uh, certainly to a particular seminary class when this this was taught and walking through it and, and even hearing, we'll, we'll talk about this in just a minute maybe, but even hearing at the beginning this request for blessing and then realizing that the request for a blessing is not just to be the recipient of the blessing, but to pour out the blessing to others. And so the, the impact that that had on me, then uh, that spilled over into uh, the book that I, um, kind of with the title from this, Let the Nations Be Glad by John Piper, which is my favorite book on missions, probably uh, one of the most famous. It just had its 30th anniversary and just the, the 
significant impact on missionaries around the world. I mean, there are, I feel like every missionary I've, that has gone on the field in the last, you know, two decades has been in large part after reading a book like that, just the impact it's had on uh, seeing God's heart for the nations. And so that's what, when I think, why is this one my favorite? It has all of the pieces. Uh, like I, I think about wanting to be blessed by the Lord. I think about this, uh, this joy-filled uh, part to it, uh, like let, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, and certainly just a, a heart for nations. So when I come to this one, uh, it, it resonates very much with, my, with what God has been stirring in my life for the last 25 years or so. So I love that. Yeah. With that, David, what, what are some of the thoughts that come to your mind uh, in regards to this psalm, obviously, with some of the other psalms, there there were different uh, that we have done on this podcast. Uh, different things pop into your mind than into my mind. So, what are some of the stuff that that kind of comes through your mind? So, I, I was looking at this a few days ago, and there there's two words in here that that we often don't even like use in it. Yeah, but sila. Uh huh. That, that appears. It, it appears twice in, in this one. And so I kind of, I was, did, you know, a little mini deep dive on, on that yeah. word. And it, that word for some reason, in the, and I, it's probably not the word that's meant to stand out in this one, but, yeah. but it, uh, it, it was very good for me to, to, uh, to look at this word because so, so with the word, there's, it appears in, and I'm 99% sure these numbers are correct, but but 74 times mm-hmm. the word appears in Scripture. 71 of those are in the Psalms. Right. Uh, so there's three there in Habakkuk. But of the 71, uh, those are in 39 different Psalms. And so, uh, and they're not 100% sure what, what it it's is. for. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny, but there are two kind of schools of thought. So the first school of thought is that it's a musical instruction, mm-hmm. which is great. It makes sense because of those 39 psalms where, where this uh, word appears, 31 of them uh, have, like this one, start off with to the choir master. Mm-hmm. And so they think that's a big correlation there, that it, it could very well be a, uh, you know, an ins- uh, a moment of instruction to the choir or to you know, the instruments, uh, that would have made sense for them. So it could be a musical instruction. The other school of thought is that it's like basically means like silence or mm-hmm. stop. It's a pause, which I think often is what we tend to associate with it. And so, as in fact, I, those could be the same, right? It they could, could the be musical for the music. It could be could okay. Be stop, musician, stop, uh, or or stop and listen yeah, to the music. That's know. right. So, uh, but it it was funny as I was thinking about that. I thought those are two very good, helpful reminders for me and and hopefully for all of us. The first one is that God wants our song. Mm. He wants our praise, so much so that in his word, he created a book, just like Taylor said, of songs. Mm-hmm. He put music in his word. Uh, he wants the praise of his people, and so he wants us to sing. He don't. He does not want it to be left to, you know, us professionals. It's not for just those of us on a platform, it's for right. everybody. The par- every part of a believer's story should include uh, giving praise to God and singing mm-hmm. to God. 
Um, and the second one is to stop, to pause, to savor. Like that was the word that just yeah. kind of came to mind when I was reading it, to not rush God's word. Like we've joked about it, I think, uh, maybe on the podcast. It's certainly a running joke on our staff of, of uh, how long we've been studying the book of Romans yeah. as a staff. It's like over three years now. That's right. But it's a very, it, that's a healthy thing to do, isn't it? The, to not rush it. Mm-hmm. There's no need to rush, right. to savor it, to just hang on each word, on each sentence. And how that word uh, just reminded me, one, that God wants our praise, and that two, you know, if it means to stop, to be yeah. silent, to sit in silence, to let, to let God speak to you, yeah. to, to read his word and to just sit that's good. and to be still. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, even, even if you look at where those happen, right? The, the first one takes place very early. First, first verse, it's, it's almost, it's even, it's like in the middle of a sentence. And you could stop those first, that first verse, like, <laughs> yeah. what a verse. We, we could, May God be gracious to us yep. and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, which sounds like, as uh, it numbers six? Yep, 624. Yeah. Uh that, that says the same thing, make his face shine upon us, and give you peace. It's like the blessing that is known. It's Old Testament blessing. I mean, it's a Hebrew blessing that's uh, certainly been around, right? And so you, you can. You can spend that. There's a reason that there's a pause there if, if that, is in, that is actually a pause, right? It would make sense. And, and one of the things I, I think that I struggle with, struggled with more than after I did this study. After I studied Psalm 67 more in depth, my struggle was was with the request of blessing. I felt like that that was so connected to the uh, false prosperity gospel that was give me blessing, give me stuff, give me, like, make your face shine upon me, give me, enlarge my territory, prayer of Jabez kind of thing, and I'm just going to ask for it, and you're going to give it, and all these things. And what this did for me was, was kind of turn that on its head. No, it's, it's not just okay to ask for blessing. As a part of Scripture, it is encouraged to ask for blessing. And like, hey, God, do what only you can do. Like you, I'm asking for you to, to turn your face toward me, to be pleased with me, to want to look upon me. And, and so this is where it, it changes. Is I felt better about it because of verse 2. Because yeah. verse 2 then says, okay, you, uh, to put it in uh, John Piper's terms, you are not intended to be a, a cul-de-sac of God's blessings, but a conduit. I've heard other people say it. It's like, we're not to, like, if you think about a pond, like those are the, the things that get like, uh, there's no water coming in, no water going out. And so it just, it, there's always like algae and stuff growing in it that's not really supposed to be there. But when, when it's a river, River is like the clean water, the streams, right? And so if, if our blessings, we are supposed to enjoy those blessings. It's not bad to receive the grace of God and, and receive these blessings, but it is intended that it, those blessings are, are, we are a conduit of them. We are the, the streams that then flow out from them. And so it's like, okay, now it became that that blessing is not just a, a gift for me to others, but it's actually a responsibility that I have with those gifts. So, um, and I think with with blessing not not being necessarily 
equal to over abundance of right a resource. That's right. You know, it it could be like I, I think about, you know, the people in our congregation who are who are, you know, walking through a diagnosis or an or an illness and they're there on Sunday mm-hmm. and God is blessing them with strength right. and blessing them with, you know, a community around them and the, and how that that is a testimony yeah. to the graciousness of the Lord that's that right. they see his work. That's blessing. Yep. You know, blessing doesn't always look like that my bank account would just that's swell right. with right. for your glory, Lord. You know, yeah. but but no, it's like that God would would see us even, because I don't know the I don't know if we know who wrote sixty seven right. and and what the context was, but you know, the Israelites had uh have a, a long history of going through tough times too, yeah. you know, so it could have been in the midst of, we need you yeah. to get us out of this or, or, you know, we need you to see us through this, to walk us through this. And, and those moments in life that we all face that we would ask for God's blessing, not even to take it away, but to right. just carry us through it. Well, and, and to that point, that blessing that you just described, uh, not being the necessarily the monetarily one, mon- uh, Monetary, yeah, yeah monetary monetarily, one. monetarily, monetary. The money one, right? It's not just that. Well, like that's because in verse two it says your saving power among all nations. The what I'm passing on isn't isn't money either. Like I'm not a conduit of money. I'm a conduit of the grace of God, the blessing mm. of God. The this says there's no point in this blessing that it. So when when you hear that, that is a misuse of the understanding of blessing. Right, it's it's not connected to money. It's connected to save, saving us. It's connected to like that gift of salvation, which then leads to as uh, this this idea, this call to the people praising God. Let the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. Uh, and this verse four, which is kind of for me, it's it's where like my my heart just goes to let the nations be glad and sing for joy. When I think about our responsibility, um, we this, this is where Americans uh, make things all about us too often. Uh, we are not, the, like, we, we become the recipients of that. Like, we were not a nation when this was written, right? Yeah. And so there, the, the psalmist is thinking, we, we want that nation that doesn't exist yet to know of Jesus, the, the one who's going to save. We want them to know this. Where we, so like God's heart for all nations included us. We were not the Israelite people who are, are thinking about all the... So we're, we get to be the recipients of that. So now our job does have to shift because our mindset should shift to we got to receive that. What about all these other nations, whether actual nation states, countries, or people groups whatever they that don't know like, the, for God to get the greatest praise we want all the peoples to praise him there's people that have no access to this information that there is a savior that there is one that will and can save them like that that means okay if we're going to really be that conduit then we have we have that responsibility um and the 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 part uh, in, in verse four that follows that of let the nations be glad, sing for joy, but of how God judges peoples with equity. Equity is such a like, 
that's a word nowadays that mm-hmm. you hear all the time, you know, and often it, it it's it's equated with, you know, an equal outcome. Right. Where everybody kind of ends up with with the same. But how how amazing that is that he judges like we're in the same footing. And it reminded me of like how all have sinned yeah. and fallen short. That's right. Like the Israelites, yep. the the Gentiles, the Jews, like there's no slave mm-hmm. or free or like there's no male or female. Like it's all all, yep. all and, judged. And how that's very good that's very good news. And that kind of message in today's world, you know, of a God yep. who deals and judges, you know, with and uh with judges the people with equity, that's a that's just a powerful yeah. I think the the one other thing I would say even about the the blessing and the responsibility that we have, if you think over and over in Scripture, this is what God does. He blesses in order that his name would be made known in all the earth. You can go, I mean, you can go back to Genesis, like the uh, Abraham. Hey, I'm going to make you a nation. You're going to be the father of many nations. And through your people, the all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So I'm blessing you. You're going to grow. You're going to have a family. You're going to have descendants, which you don't have right now. And you're going to be a blessing to all the earth. And then he makes the same promise to Isaac. He makes the same promise to Jacob, whose name becomes Israel. He makes the same promise to Israel. In fact, we're not there yet in our Sunday morning study. But when we get to Exodus uh, 15, when they just cross the Red Sea, they get out. That would seem like a blessing. I've rescued you from... he. The, the, uh, Moses says, all of this happened so that the Egyptians would know who God is. Okay, so salvation takes place. Why? So that the, the name of God would be made known, that, that our blessing, the, the gift of salvation, is known uh, not just in our lives, but in everybody's lives. So it happens over and over in the Old Testament. It happens again in the New Testament, which around here we say we are saved to be sent. Right. The, the whole intentionality behind that is we were blessed to be a blessing. The reason for our salvation is not to end as that cul-de-sac of blessing that we would get salvation and nobody else would know about it. The reason that we have this is because we are blessed to be a blessing. We are saved to be sent to the world who does not know, does not have access to this truth. You should be a preacher. Well, there it happened. That <laughs> <laughs> I, I, made me think of uh, is a, a good line of uh, how... You know, we're given gifts. We're not given rewards. How like our mm-hmm. blessings are are not yeah. rewards. You know, they're not meant to terminate with us, but they are meant to be just that. They're meant like if God is is blessing you in some way, if He's given you a a talent or a skill or a, or He's given you the finances. Like if we could train ourselves to be like, oh, He must want me to like. <laughs> To bless his name. Mm-hmm. He must want me to like yeah. to, to even be looking at things through that lens, yeah. you know. That the we reason would, I got this was so that we would be better yeah. to do that, you know, mm-hmm. that we would just train ourselves. Okay, I've got this. How can how's God wanting this to what? be used so that his name would be known? How like I'm sick. How is he gonna be how yeah. like I'm looking for? Like I'm looking for a way to to bless God's I name think in this. This is not original with me, but I think the phrase leverage your life. Yeah. Right, like, how am I going to leverage this thing? Yeah. Right. Am I? How am I going to leverage my sickness? How am I going to leverage my, uh, my skill set? How am I going to use this thing that I've learned in school? How am I going to use this talent that I have? Hey, you know what? I'm I'm a pretty good athlete. How am I going to use that? How am I going to use my musical ability? How am I going to use my wealth? Whatever it is, uh, I think that's that's a good thought. Which is why then I think as you kind of move on down, 
the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. There is this picture of we, we have been given abundantly. The, there is an increase. And so the, let, let the ends of the earth fear him so that even in that increase, let everyone else see this and know more of God, not see this and think more of us. Hmm. Yeah. Any other uh, thoughts you have? No, I, I just feel the need to sing now. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> it, it hey, it'll make you want to do that. I know right? that's I know. good. Um, yeah, so I, I appreciate your thoughts on it. I, again, it's my, it's a favorite of mine. So, I appreciate the fact that we got to talk about it today. Yeah, it's a really beautiful psalm. It's actually one of my favorites as well. And I love the um, the Selah, the whole like I heard it once uh, compared to like taking a deep breath mm-hmm. and just like thinking about what just was said or read over you or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's beautiful good too. So anything else, guys? No, no, that's good for me. Well, thank y'all both for being here. Um, download that song. Go download Open Heaven. Stream it. Oh, yeah. Save it, pre-save it Yes. on Spotify, of course, when this comes out. Yeah, you can still pre-save it. That's right. Um, So thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast. A new episode airs each Wednesday. So if this episode has uh, been helpful to you, hit that subscribe button and share this on your favorite social media platforms or directly with your friends and family. We'll see you next week.